0: Hey, welcome to this week's episode of the Raise to Empower podcast. Today, we're going to be exploring a topic that is really important when it comes to marketing for our practice, and that's having a niche. I feel like when we talk with fellow colleagues, there can be kind of two schools of thought, either the the thought that we absolutely have to have a niche. It's so important. Or I couldn't possibly have a niche. I'm either scared to do that, don't think I'm allowed, or a whole whole host of other things. And I think a lot of us struggle with which camps we fall into because I think a lot of the grad school programs that we went to tended to be more generalist focused. I know in the school of social work, a lot of social work programs don't necessarily have a specific clinical focus. I know for different counseling programs, there there may be a bit more of a focus, but we get a little bit of everything quite often in our undergrad programs. And it can be hard to know where to kind of specialize or what we want to maybe specialize in if we don't really have kind of support around figuring that out from the get-go. And so a lot of times in our programs, we're encouraged to support everybody to get a little bit of you know, this type of client experience, a little bit of that type of client experience, because really, it's that's the opportunity for us to kind of get our feet wet, right? And to really figure out like where where do we want to spend our time when we graduate from our program and when we start to work. So it can feel weird if we are trying to focus on one specific area in our clinical work. And a lot of times, I think the struggle that we may feel comes from a place of this idea that maybe we're excluding people and I'm putting that in quotes of this excluding people if we niche down that we are somehow like gatekeeping or we are not being socially minded by saying well this is the type of population that I work with I don't work with that type of population but really we're helping people to find a therapist who actually can help them and help support them with the issues that they are struggling with that's what niching does for the clients. So I want to look at this a little bit further. And if you have been on the fence about should I niche or do I need to niche down even further then maybe what what I currently am focusing on, hopefully this episode will give you some things to think about as you explore that. Now, amongst the population of therapists, you probably will see people that fall in one of those two groups of kind of generalist practitioners or those who have a niche. If you went on, say, a directory website or, you know, in a Facebook group for practitioners and were to poll people, you would find those that probably fall more generalist and those that fall more niche. And again, I think so many people do generalize or at least start out generalists because we think we're supposed to treat everyone. And there is this big fear that if I say that I'm only going to work with a specific type of clients, then I'm not going to get clients. I definitely started off my practice back in 2015 as a generalist, and I absolutely, had no real idea about niching or was scared to kind of niche myself down to a specific type of population or problem because I was like I just need to get clients and and I don't think I'm going to get clients if I do that. But that really isn't the case. And so when we look at the landscape right now of therapy, the last You know, several years have been just very stressful for so many people. And a lot of people have begun seeking out therapy if they hadn't before. And so a lot of people will say, I'm having a really hard time finding a therapist because everybody's full. And there are many of us who are saying, like, I have more referrals than I can handle, I can't take on any more clients. And so at the same time, there are many therapists who aren't full, who are struggling to fill their practice, that they thought they would have a full practice by now and or would be getting more clients than they are. And it just hasn't happened. And so one of the commonalities that I have found among those who aren't full is that they have a more generalist approach. They're more general and not as niche down or aren't as specific in their marketing approach with who they're, they're targeting in their practice. And so those who do specialize or have a niche, they are the people that as I talk with them are more full or are completely full Now, this isn't something that happened overnight, right? Like they pick their niche and now all of a sudden they have a wait list, but it's because they're very clear in who they serve. And so people want to work with them because when they look at all of their marketing material, whether it's their website, whether it's their social media, their directory listings, everything that is listed is very specific, very clear on who they serve. So when a client comes to that information, they say, or a potential client comes to that, they're like, this is it. I'm I'm good to go. It's because they're clear that marketing is targeting that ideal client. And so it's not as hard to get them in the door. And so if we want to stand out and have people contact us to want to book with us, we have to be clear on why we are the therapist that they need to see and why they need to seek us out and work with us. What is it that we can do to help them? A generalist approach doesn't really look at that, doesn't really explain that specific pain point that that client is having and that how we as their therapist can really support them around their specific issues. We've all been told we need to network in our private practice, but no one actually tells us how to do it or what to say. Enter Comprehensive Connecting, effective scripts that expand your networking community and actually fill your online practice. This free guide will give you effective scripts to connect with fellow clinicians, medical professionals, and community stakeholders to build strong networking relationships that will help fill your practice. In this guide, you will get tips and tricks for building relationships that will lead to referrals in your practice, real-life examples of messages used to connect with referral sources, and customizable plug-and-send scripts for your specific practice needs. So download your free scripts guide today by going to bit.ly forward slash comp connecting. Now, niching can be a variety of different things. It doesn't have to just be a specific type of client that we treat. Like it absolutely can be maybe that we, you treat women or you treat men or you work with the LGBTQ plus population, or you see children or, um, you, you know, work with couples, right? So that's like a specific type of person. You may also niche with a type of treatment model or a specific type of problem you want to work with. Maybe you only do EMDR or you only do intensives or you only work with those, regardless of the type of person they are, you work with those who have experienced trauma or maybe a specific type of trauma or a specific diagnosis, right? So you can niche in a variety of different ways. It doesn't just have to be a specific type of person that you work with. And so when we are able to identify what that niche is, it's important for the client, but it's actually really important for us because it's going to help us to know how we speak to that specific client in all of our marketing and just in even the way that we talk with people, right? Like when we talk about our practice, this is specifically who we are, who we work with. And so then when we're very specific with that and that message is clear across the board, it helps that client to want to work with us because they know that we treat their specific need or we treat the specific struggle they have. It helps you to build that brand identity because you're focusing your messaging around that work. It builds, it builds a trust with the client, right? Because they know that you can help them. If you've listened to other episodes that I've done about your copy for your website, it's important that when the client reads that, that they see themselves in that. Knowing who your ideal client is, knowing your niche is going to really help you to craft that message. So if you niche does that mean that you can't work with clients that aren't in that niche? And that's, that's a question I see a lot of times. And we were talking a little bit about this with some village members recently that like, I'm afraid if I, you know, say, well, this is who I work with, then other people who don't necessarily fall in that niche won't reach out to me. And that's absolutely not true. Just because we say we focus on a specific niche or a specific population, that doesn't mean that others may not still reach out to them. For instance, my niche is I work with women with anxiety, specializing in perinatal mood and anxiety disorders and military spouses. And yet I still get men that reach out. I mean, all in my marketing, it's all focused on women. (laughs) It all talks about the experience of being a woman and the struggles in these, especially areas of, of being a female. And, and like I said, I will still get men that reach out. They may be reaching out for a general problem, right? I also struggle with anxiety. Can you support me around this? Or because they have a partner maybe that is struggling with postpartum mood and anxiety disorders. And they, want some support for themselves or they are a military spouse themselves or they are uh, a military service member and they look at my messaging they look at what I have on my website or in my marketing materials and they say I know I know I'm not a woman but I feel like you can help me. So niching does not mean that you can't work with other types of clients. It's just going to help you to attract clients that you actually want to work with and that you have a practice that you can enjoy, right? We all have had those experiences where maybe we were assigned a client in our, you know, former job or in our internship, or we took a client on because we thought we had to, and it just was not a good fit. And so then we've we've dreaded those sessions. We can be honest with ourselves, right? Like if we really are honest, we've all had at least one of those clients in our practice. But what if you had a practice where you didn't dread that, right? Because when the client is coming to you, they are a perfect fit for the types of clients that you want to work with. So having that niche, having that specialty really helps you to target that specific audience that wants to seek you out. So how do we find that niche, right? Like you may be saying, okay, I know this is all good. Or like, I thought I had a niche, but maybe I need to focus it a little bit more. And one of the things I think that can always be really helpful is to think back through clients that you have worked with over the years. It may be back in your grad school program. It may be an internship. It may be somebody who was sitting across from you yesterday. But think of your favorite clients that you've ever worked with. What did you like about working with them? If you could work with clients just like them every day, would you feel satisfied and happy with your practice? Use them as kind of this imaginary avatar to take pieces of the, each of those clients and kind of create this idea of this what this ideal client would look like for you. And is that a niche that you would feel comfortable with? And then talk with other therapists in your area. Do they see a need for that niche, right? Maybe you're saying, I feel like this is a problem that continues to come up and I'm noticing more and more people are needing support around this issue or this type of treatment or this type of client. What would you think if I had a practice that was focused just on that? You know, what have they found beneficial to marketing to that niche if they are seeing that same type of client? And so then you also want to think about if you are a private pay or an insurance-based practice, can your ideal client or your niche afford to pay your fee? Would they need to use insurance if you are not going to take insurance? So again, these are just some of these questions. Like there's a lot more to this, but these are some things that hopefully will kind of springboard some of this off for you to figure out who are my ideal clients? Who are the people I want to work with? Because then I can get very clear in my marketing message to get them to want to come see me. So I'm going to leave you with three things to do. Three things to kind of help you figure out your niche or re-examine your niche if you feel like it's not a good fit for you. But to start out by, again, thinking of your favorite client, kind of writing down their traits, writing down their characteristics, what was it that you loved about them? What did you love about working with them? And then use those pieces to begin to create what I call like a client avatar profile. You're going to take those parts of that favorite client and then add some additional things in. What would this ideal client be struggling with? What would their home life be like? What was their childhood like? Get into as much detail as possible. This is going to help you to then be able to identify your niche or your specialty area. What is that ideal client struggling with that they want to see you and that you can support them with because you are clear in who you are, who you work with, and they know that when they come to find you that you're the person there to support them. It can sometimes feel overwhelming if you have never created a niche before or never identified the specific population that you want to serve. You may be feeling like, I don't know where to start. But that's where taking those three things, kind of going through that list, is a good place to begin exploring this. You don't have to have it all figured out right away. My niche has evolved and changed and I've added additional specialties as I have gone along in my practice. And that is something that absolutely you can do. You can change your niche eventually if you want to. You don't have to pick one and be with that forever. But if you are wanting to have a practice that feels aligned with you, that is bringing you clients that you really want to work with. Having a niche is going to be so important to help get that client in the door and know that they feel supported by you because they know that you are going to be the person that can meet their needs and support them. I hope that you found this episode helpful and I'd love to hear from you. What have you found to be your niche? What has been enjoyable for you and beneficial for you and that you love building your practice around. You can share that with me in our Facebook group, on Instagram, or leave a message in the reviews on this episode. Thanks so much for joining me here today and I'll see you here next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Raise to Empower podcast. Check the show notes for all links and resources mentioned in the show. If you found today's episode helpful or inspiring, be sure to share it with your therapist friends and don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave your five-star rating and review. It truly means so much to me and will help us get our message of empowerment out to other women and mom clinicians. And I'd love to connect with you in our Facebook community. So check out the show notes for the link or head to bit.ly forward slash raise to empower, to join us. I'll see you back here next week.